Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, Ali, you're listening to Eat and Drink. And you're listening to Eat and Drink, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. And Ali, we're doing an international show today. You're not, we are. You're not we are. We are broadening our scope. We're broadening our horizons. Uh, possibly uh, broadening the, um, the, 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 the openness uh, of our listeners, because some people may not be familiar with this territory that we're dipping our toes into here. Not only that, Ali, we, we have a guest coming up. And he's walking on on you know on glass now because he's really he's really mowing the grass of one of our classic drinks, man. It's gonna this be guy, this guy wants to come in our house and take away our paint. I don't know. I, I got nothing. We're very we're, we're very happy that we have Listen, him on today. I, I hope he's got his boxing gloves on because it's gonna be spar time with him. <laughs> of course, I'm I'm joking. We we we're so happy to have this guest all the way from Long Island, New York, Stephen the Murph. Murphy, who is the creator of the Murph's famous Bloody Mary mix. Welcome to Eat and Drink, Stephen. Hey, Marco. Hey, Ali. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me today. So happy to be with you guys. Great to have you on, man. Very, very happy. You know, I... I I, I am very excited about this because it's an age old, um, it's an age old, uh, I don't know if you want to say rivalry, but it's very much a debate in Canada, the Bloody Mary versus the Bloody Caesar Let's start with your roots, you know, because if I read the website and I read your story, uh, it's very kind of, you know, he was sitting at a bar once having a bland Bloody Mary for the thousandth time and then said, you know what, screw it. No more of this. I'm taking charge of this situation. What what got you in the Bloody Marys? Were you just a, a heavy drinker and, and every Sunday you needed, daddy needed his medicine? Or is it, um, is it something that you genuinely like from a young age? Uh, sort of all of the above. Uh, yeah. Ali, um, I'll start with this. I uh, that guy in the bar being frustrated with Bloody Marys and the quality of, is part of the story. But if I could start from the beginning, and I, I promise to be quick and to the point, um, I uh, I had a family recipe uh, that I, as a young age, I watched my father uh, whip up Bloody Marys in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I, I, I took an interest to it. I, you know, I took somewhat of an interest when I was old enough to drink. Uh, it be kind of it kind of came like my thing and no, a notable thing amongst my friends and family, um, and and the best way I describe it is I became that guy at tailgate parties. My assignment was to to make the Bloody Marys, mm-hmm. or, you know, and that was kind of my assignment. So of course, the night before, I'm playing around with different recipes and and at, at always being passionate about it that everyone would like it the next day. So that was kind of my thing. Then I did whatever you mentioned. I'm from Long Island. I did almost every Long Islander does. He gets married and he joins a beach club. Of course. <laughs> so, why wouldn't you, right, Ali? Like, I was in Long Island. First thing I do, beach club. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the blueprint here? I get married. I start, I start thinking about a family, and I join a beach club. So, so guys, that's what I did, and 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 this is how the whole thing kind of morphs together. I became that Sunday morning um, at this beach club. There were cabanas. 
uh, and I was on a row of cabanas, and everyone kind of, you know, uh, hit it hard the night before. And I was so there. This is, a fancy, this is a fancy beach club, Ali. This isn't just yeah. you know, like <laughs> grab yourself a plastic chair and go on the beach kind of thing. This is a cabana no, no. proper, 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 proper. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark was yes. getting excited because he was a cabana boy for a summer in uh, in in 1998, and uh, it was a it was a troubling time. He was uh, uh, he was trying to find himself. And listen, uh, so you, you got to do some some things you're not proud of for money. That's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll get off the my cabana. <laughs> well, we had many lost cabana boys working for us, <laughs> but I'm sure they're doing well today. <laughs> I bet they are. I bet they are. Everybody has their journey. So um, I yes, so you going yeah. to cabana to cabana and and bringing people bloody marys. Yeah, I was bringing people bloody marys, and, and that's where it started. It morphed, uh, Marco, where people started uh, saying, "Yeah, you know, you should bottle this. You should bottle this. You should bottle this." So then, what I did is, yeah, I heard it one too many times where I started going into supermarkets and looking at some of the leading brands, and uh, and it hit me, guys, like like a ton of bricks. Sure. I, I, I just, just sort of the weakness, like right out of the gate. I said, "Wow, everything's in a plastic bottle." Uh, you know, okay, there's yeah. one, two, two. Wow, everything looks cheap and and, and watered down and pinkish and newish. Uh, okay, what what if I had? You know, then I'm sort of stacking in my brain. What if I had a glass bottle? What if mine actually looked good? What if mine actually tasted good? Then I, well, I do what everyone does. I looked at the ingredients. Wow, there's a lot of preservatives in this. Um, I said, "Wow, what if I had a Bloody Mary that?" actually was all natural and no preservatives uh and then the, the kicker guys and this is kind of where the story ends here uh, we go guys right <laughs> i thought you said you were gonna have a drum roll but anyway um uh i i i said wow this is a really boring mundane category no one pays attention there's no leading brands there's no coke or pepsi so then i said wow what if i called it murphs Murph's famous. So I, I stacked them in my brain. And then finally I said, hey, look, I'm going to make this a personality brand. I'm going to make this a brand where people not only love the brand, they love the ambassador behind the brand, which is me. And right. I'm, I'm hoping that's working. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of the genesis of the brand right there. And then I, I, decided, I started in my kitchen uh, working on the formula. I went to a bottling plant. I got it bottled uh, out of uh, – New Haven, Connecticut. I started with about 34 cases and I started knocking on doors. Now it's on about 30 states. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah well, and actually, and to your your credit, I got to say this because uh, I used to have a joke on stage about uh, the words world famous, you know, world famous. And you go to Boston and uh, uh, world famous French fries uh, served here, Pete's, Pete's French fries, world famous. And I, I'd be like, look, I, I don't think they're talking about your your French fries in Istanbul, Pete. I don't know about this world famous thing. You got your, you got your little shop, and then the bathroom is a mop closet. I, I don't, I don't think the world is talking about you yet. But to your credit, I got to say this. Okay. You, I, I don't know. Like, I think you put the famous in there, and then you chased it. You chased it. You've been on the Today Show. You're, as you say, you're in thirty states. You are working to make yourself exactly what you claim to be. So I give you full respect for that. I really, really, really do. Thank and you, Ali. I'm going to follow up with this. Ordinarily, I ignore emails that I get that seem like they're, you know, trying to pitch us something, uh, Ali. But, you know, your tenacity, uh, Stephen, uh, and the way you approached it, I was like, okay, let me hear what this guy has to say. And then I was like, if if he's going to pitch to a podcast that's based in Canada where we mentioned that the Bloody Caesar is kind of runs in our veins – 
I'm going to, I'm going to have a back and forth. And you really did pursue this. Now I'm going to rip off the bandaid and go into bloody Caesars. First of all, have you ever had one, Stephen? Yes. A bloody Caesar is everything a bloody Mary is with the Kalmato juice. Am I correct? Yeah, there's clam juice in it. I wouldn't say it's everything that a Bloody Mary is. I would say it's its own beast. Okay. Uh, but it, it's something that Canadians love and cherish. So I guess my question to you is, what makes your Bloody Mary stand out that might make a Canadian like me say, all right, let me try this product. There's no clam juice in it. It's just tomato. But I'm going to walk down this lane with 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 Murph. We also we don't we're not used to the horseradish in our uh, bloody Caesars either, right? So that's another difference that you know, horseradish is in various quantities. Sometimes in the Bloody Mary, um, I think we can all agree it's 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 a great start to a Sunday morning. But yeah, what is uh, what is it? Well, how do you stand out? Okay, uh, other than calling it by name and having, as I pointed out, having you know personality connected to the brand, which goes. It, it, that gets me to first base. Sure. What, what really makes it is, is my cooking process. And I'm going to use an analogy that at first it's going to sound like a, like a, a poor or maybe a weak analogy. And then it's going to shine like, whoa, that just hit me. So we, we, we make Murphs, uh, we slow cook it in a kettle. Okay. And I, I say to people who I don't like Bloody Marys, I don't like tomato juice Murph. Well, do, do you like marinara sauce? And, and there's that analogy. Well, that doesn't. You know, who drinks marinara sauce? But what I'm getting at, fellas, is the cooking process is not 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 similar, but identical of how a fine Sunday sauce or a fine marinara is cooked. It's just got more water in it because it's a drinkable item, and it's and it's brought up to temperature. And uh, I, I again, I learned all what I'm saying just by being in this industry is my, my Murphs is pasteurized at a, a, or capped or bottled at either 185 degrees or slightly above. That 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 number 185 is mean pasteurization. So basically, we're cooking it like a fine Sunday sauce. Uh, it's slow cooked or kettle cooked, and it's opposed to steamed pasteurization. Um, or piped pasteurization, which means some of the competing brands are bringing it up to temperature in eight seconds through heat tunnels. So a fine Sunday sauce versus steam or flash pasteurization, which takes eight seconds, mine takes 45 minutes to bring to temperature. So we really take our time in preparing Murphs. And it's, it's, it's sort of old school. Yes, but the quality, and I believe I, I believe I sent you guys uh, some samples. But the oh, quality, yeah, yeah, the quality uh, is so standoutable; it, it's not even close, in my opinion. And, and secondarily, people actually use it, guys, as like Murph. Not only do I love this, you know, Bloody Mary; it's the best Bloody Mary I've had. But I can use this as a a cooking or a marinated item, and that is part of my marketing campaign. So that that's kind of what makes Murphs different. Okay, so I have your ingredients in front of me, Murph. I have the the Bloody Mary mix, the hot and spicy. And I'm going to make myself one as we speak. I've got tequila. I've got vodka. Which, which, how should I go forward? What would you recommend I put in this drink, my friend? Typically, uh, 85 to 95% of the time, it, it is vodka. Right. However, if you're a tequila lover... Yeah, check. And you favor you favor that over the vodka. I, I'm going to nudge you towards the tequila, which is called the Bloody Maria. Yeah, and here's the thing: because I'm having the hot and spicy, 
I'm thinking I want to lean towards the tequila. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw some tequila in the glass. What do you, how, how many ounces do you recommend? Uh, wait, what, what size glass do you have? Eight or 12 or? I've got, I've got about an eight ounce glass. Okay. So I would go, uh, uh, first of all, I go a lot of, uh, uh, my, my preference, a lot of ice in the Bloody Mary. Always. Just, Yes. Oh, 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 great. You're okay. preaching to the choir on that one. Yeah, Marco's, <laughs> Marco's all over the ice. Okay. All yeah. right. So, it, we, so we can it, continue to interview. <laughs> it, 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 by adding all the ice or a lot of ice, you keep the drink cold and it gets less watered down because the ice doesn't melt as fast. That's my Correct. thing. Correct. Uh, yeah. So I would go two, two, two to four ounces, a lot of ice, two to four ounces on the tequila. And the Jesus rest- Christ. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. You wow. Know, I love it. You know, we're dealing with somebody from Long Island when he's like two to four, man. Go hard. You know, don't mess around with my drink. All right, buddy. All right, I love it. That's a strong cure, a hangover. Murph's like, no, 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 just get drunk again. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but because Marco, because Murph's is is thick, it's thick. It it absorbs the alcohol. That's why I I think you're going to realize that. I don't think it's going to be overpowered. Okay. Listen, I can handle it. I just, I respect that. I respect that you're like, we're going hard, boys. This morning it's 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 not even eleven in the morning, and I'm going with with two and a half ounces. I'm not doing four ounces because I have the rest of the day ahead of me. All right, so uh, tequila's in the glass. Next, uh, uh, slowly pour the Murphs over the uh, the ice in the tequila. All right, all right. Slowly pouring it, Ali, you can see this, right? I can't. But wait, you did shake you did shake the bottle, Murphs first. Correct? Of course I did. What okay. do you think I am? I know. I, I, keep, right. I keep forgetting who I'm talking to. <laughs> Also, I have some accoutrements here too. Uh, just so you know, I've got lemon, I've got Worcestershire sauce, I've got pepper, I got a bunch of shit here. So mm-hmm. you, you just tell me how to go forward. All I right. would, I, I would just go with the lemon. All right, sque- squeeze the lemon. The squeeze other the lemon. stuff is already in the muffs. Beautiful. Which tells the consumer when you have it already done for you, why need why need any of that? Mm-hmm. All but right. I'm going to so, encourage you to go a little lemon. All right, lemons in the glass. So. so Shall I go forward and take a uh, take a drink uh, of this? Uh, you, you, what I did? You have another empty glass where you can shake it and kind of put it back in the original glass, just to, just so to marry to marry the tequila with the, with with the Murph. What you're Jesus dealing with, here, Murph? You're dealing with one of the clumsiest men who ever lived. So I'll be right back. Is, I'll be right back. Since <laughs> the pandemic, we've had to be apart because his uh, his, uh, his 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 recording studio is like a closet, effectively. And we're, we would just be too close. It wasn't going to be safe. So I haven't seen him. But what I've missed most is spoons dropping, ice dropping, drinks spilling all over that studio floor. It's unbelievable that this guy was ever a bartender or a mixologist. But I could just see when you go, do you have another glass? His face changed color. He was like, oh, shit, I'm going to spill it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, here we go. All of a sudden, I'm Tom Cruise in cocktail. All right, I've mixed it. Yep. All right. Here we yeah. go. There you go. Now you're mixing it back. Now everything is married together. All right. So, in other words, this drink could get a beach club in Long Island now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and, you- and get a lot of oohs and whas. Right. <laughs> did you hear the Did you hear the emphasis on the married though? Everything is married together. Bloody Mary, married together. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh. Maria together in this case. But anyway, yeah. T- take a sip and let us know what's All right, going to on. Your health, gentlemen. This is proper. This is proper. This is proper. I'm so jealous. God damn it. It's a nice spice level. 
it's not it's not attacking my mouth, but it's it's bringing everything alive in my mouth. My tongue, my cheeks, everything feels like oh, okay, good morning, good morning. He's right. <laughs> the tequila is not is not it does not feel like I'm gonna get hammered. It just it just gives it some life and body. Okay, here's what I really enjoy about your product. Okay, uh, if if I may, Stephen. Thank you, Marco. Tell right. please. I don't. I like that it's in a glass jar. It's not in a can. When I worked in bars, we would open a tin can, and that stuff would taste like half of it was metal. Like it just tasted so tinny. I like that it's. I like that it's not. It's not a. It's not so thick that it's hard to drink. I've I've had Bloody Marys where you're just pouring in a paste. And you're hoping that the vodka is going to do the work to water it, water it down. And so it's hard to drink it. It's like if I don't put a million things in here with Worcestershire sauce and, and other things and just I have to do so much work to make it drinkable. This you can drink right then and there. And like you said, I don't need to add all. I just a little bit of lemon juice is all I need to make this thing sing. Wow. Yeah, that's what I like about this, man. Wow, nice that's really cool. Nice testimonial. And I am yeah. thirsty as a mother. I should have brought too. <laughs> I should have brought. It's because I do the food stuff. He does the drink stuff. So he took care of the, the drink thing. But I think today now I'm feeling quite left out. But anyway, there's always tonight. I can still go back home later on and uh, and get some of my own um, Espolon in some, uh, in some Murphs because I still have one of your, you had sent a couple of bottles. I still have one of them. Yeah, if you and being a chef, Ali, if you can um, use your creativity to whether whether it's chicken wings or marinating a steak or meatloaf or um, chili, uh, gazpacho, anything, anything, you know, chicken, chicken wings, anything that could use a tomato sort of overlay or as an ingredient, I think I think you'd be you'd find Murphs to be effective. Well, uh, I'm going to let people know that the website is murphsfamous.com. On that website, you do have recipes. And you actually, in all the naming that you just did, you you left out the one that was most exciting to me, the, mo- the recipe that really caught my eye. And if we were not in a pandemic, I would have made this and had some guys over. But, you know, my kids don't eat mussels. But your mussels recipe looks fantastic. I take mussels very seriously. I make about five or six different types of mussels. I love them. This was with, um, I think it was like a fennel sausage and, 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 and actual, you know, fennel and, um, a lot of great stuff. And then the liquid where, you know, some people will use, um, uh, whatever, a coconut curry sauce or a white wine or whatever it is. Yours uses Murph's. And I would be very, very excited to try that actually. Cool. Cool. That recipe actually is from a dear friend of mine who owns a couple of restaurants in Sarasota, Florida. So, um, you know, I, 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 I do. And if, if you were to come up with something, Allie, and you loved it, I would, I would equally put that on the website too. Oh my God. I will. Oh, I, I rise to that challenge, man. Thank you very much, Murph. <laughs> I'm going to get to work on that. That'll be amazing. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my, uh, my personal relationship with, um, with, with, with Bloody Mary. So I, you know, I was a Canadian, I am a Canadian. And then I moved to America. I lived in Chicago, 2000 and 2001. I was a big football fan at the time, and I was also a very big drinker at the time. And so uh, two things would happen. On Sunday, I'd be pretty hungover, but it was also a full day of uh, football watching. So I don't know how well you know Chicago. I live just off of Division Street, so I'd walk to Division Street through an alleyway. I'd go into the sports bar, and uh, football had not started yet. What was the name of the the sports bar? Lincoln Tavern, I think, something tavern. 
And so that uh, was by Lincoln Park, correct? No, no, no. They had oh. multiple locations. This was on Division oh. Street, right downtown in the Gold Coast. Okay, okay. So I would uh, I would go in there, and they had a Bloody Mary buffet set up, which. I mean, as a Canadian, we don't do things like this. Like, this is the most American crazy thing I had ever seen. And then I just, every Sunday was this. So you get your vodka at the bar, you pay for your vodka. And then you can you can go OJ if you want, but otherwise there was, you know, um, tomato juice. And then there was salami and pepperoni and pickles and pickled olives and pickled onions and all kinds of insane things. And I was like, I... I that kind of filled me up for the entire first game of football. I didn't have to eat till 3 p.m. I'd go back and get more vodka, but I would start my Sundays with Bloody Marys, and it's like a great, fantastic memory that I have. And one of the things that I, I loved especially was these uh, pepperoncini peppers, and I saw that on your website. So is there some kind of relationship with pepperoncini and, and Bloody Marys, or is that just something that you thought was a great combination that you would uh, you would sell also? <laughs> We it kind of you hit both boxes. You check both boxes. We we at Murphs we like to pride ourselves, uh, like we think out of the box. Hmm. Uh, hence, hence uh, you know the the labeling of the product. It's different. It, I, I from day one, Ali, I never wanted to be a me too product. And you being in the food business, you know a little bit about what me, and and Marco being more the bartender. Hmm. You know, someone comes out with a uh, like when Patron came out, and and was what was that. That wow, that is that high end, um, you know, tequila. Being a tequila fan, and then several other brands came out. Me too, me too, me too. So mm-hmm. Murph wanted to be a standalone item. So when we with kind of thinking about expanding the brand, everyone, you, you, what you just mentioned in that Bloody Mary bar, pickled olives, pickled pickled onions, pickled this, pickled that. Those are all uh, you know run of the mill items. That always go with Bloody Marys. I said, what can go with a Bloody Mary or a martini? You know, because we, we, we don't want to just box it into, you got to use my my peppers with my Bloody Mary. You know, we, we want people to buy it for other reasons. We said, wow, wouldn't a pepperoncini be a cool item to not only be with the Bloody Mary, but also, uh, you know, a guy comes home and makes a martini. And puts it as a part of as his his garnish for the martini, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Sam, and again, typical uses for pepper soups. Excuse me, salads, sandwiches, um, and and um, you know, sausage and peppers. Typical uses like that. But we thought Murphs would be an ideal uh, for the the Murphs pepperoncini would be an ideal item to uh, marry. There's that word again. Marry yeah. as, a, as a garnish <laughs> with Murphs. <laughs> Uh, now, Stephen, I asked you this before, but I, I want my listeners to know this. And I might, I might get on a soapbox, Ali. I'm just going to tell you now because I'm Here halfway we go. through my Bloody Mary. No surprise to anybody you, who listens to this show. Where do you get your your tomatoes from? Where do you source your tomatoes? We we source them out of California, um, okay. and we but we buy them, Marco, in in the form of paste. Okay. Okay. So you're getting, you're getting a t- tomato puree or paste, but it's the source tomatoes are coming from California. Correct. Correct. Right. I have a huge problem with Heinz. I don't know how you feel about Heinz. I'm just going to name it because fuck those guys. First of all, they so they we have an area of southern Ontario called Leamington where we have a lot of tomato growers and and we supplied to Heinz and basically the industry grew because Heinz was getting our tomatoes to bottle. Their, for their ketchup, right? Okay. And a couple years ago, 
Heinz just pulled out, pulled out completely and went to Mexico or other places for their for their tomatoes. And I have a problem with a with a company that that starts up an industry and is uh, working with farmers and then screws over those farmers to get the cheapest thing they can. Because with all due respect, if you're going to get uh, a good product, you want it to be local, in my opinion. Right. And I appreciate the fact that you're using California tomatoes. You know, California grows produce like nowhere else. And you're not you're not nickel and diming. You're not trying to find the cheapest thing, the cheapest tomato to make your product. And you can taste the difference here. Thank you. Yes. And I think that's yep. that is part of your focus as well. You talked about no preservatives, you talked about all natural. I think you are that guy. You're like, look, you can't get you can't get far five star service at a one star price, right? You can't get you can't get the best product for nothing. That's just not how it works. So I, I think and also Marco, you were taking a shit on Heinz, but then I think you should do the flip and talk about who came in and and, and sort of um you know salvage that situation. Yeah, so- so basically these farmers and all the people that would come in, all the tomato pickers, they were like, what are we going to do? Like this whole industry was based on this huge company that would come in and buy our tomatoes. They propped us up. They made us, we could have had other growing other things, but we focused on tomatoes because we had this contract with them. Well, thankfully a company called French's came in and said, you know what? We're going to use Canadian tomatoes for our Canadian market. And so on their bottles, it says we use Canadian tomatoes from Leamington, Ontario. And now now, I will only buy French's over Heinz every time. So that's where I stand on that. Like, <clears throat> you can't do that to our farmers. You can't do that to the to an industry that you set up here just because you found a cheaper source that is so much further from your market that you're, you know, you're causing all these trucks to come up. You're causing a lot of, you know, environmental impact when in, in a way you had it set up nicely here. And, and I think Ali, you made the best analogy there. Like you're really trying to do a, a one-star product, but charge a five-star price. Right. And right. I got flip. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he's, you know, uh, Murph, he's, he's particularly passionate about that because they, they took the town out by the knees, basically. It was like a total yeah. surprise and that kind of stuff. So I know he, he gets excited about that, but, but, but rightfully so also. Uh, I wanted to say this, that, you know, this show, you will not have, uh, if you if you listen to it, you will know that, so we're talking to you for a couple of reasons. The product is great. So we were like, let's talk to this guy. But really, we both of us love a good story. And our thing was, you're doing one thing and doing it right. And that's my favorite thing. That's my favorite. I've talked to Marco ad nauseum about stuff like this. I was in Amman, Jordan. And there was a place, they make a dessert. The dessert is called Kanafa. And and it's like a father and son at this place called Habiba's. And that's all they do. That's all they do. You have Kanafa, you want it with syrup, without syrup. That's the only two options. It's just the one dessert (laughs) and it's the best. And people come from all over to have that place, the go to Habiba for this Kanafa. And for me, that's, that's my favorite thing. You know, compared to, and here we're taking another shit on a brand, but compared to the cheesecake uh, cheesecake factory uh, philosophy, 18 page menu, let's do everything. Let's not lose anybody's business. Let's even have a Chinese food page just in case somebody's in the mood for Chinese and other people are in the mood for cake and another people want meatloaf, but let's do everything mediocre. I love that you really focused your efforts on the one product you do well and your story sort of um, props that up too, that as a young kid, you were watching your dad do that in the kitchen and you're like, this is what I can do. And I really, really like that. You are a, a, a you know, a, you, you, you talk just now about wanting to stand out 
and standalone, a standalone brand. I love that too. I used to work in a restaurant and, uh, and the restaurant owner would send me down the street, go see how, uh, go see how star of India is doing. And I'd come back and be like, yeah, they're doing fucking great, man. What do you want from me? We have a shitty buffet. They have good food. Okay, go to Guido and Angelino's up the street. See how they're doing. Yeah, they're also doing fucking great, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like it was always, he was always worried about his competition and I hated it so much. So when I became a caterer, my philosophy was the same thing. I'm going to do things that nobody else is doing. So I don't have to worry about anybody else. I'm going to live in my own world. I just want to get your thoughts on that, about this idea of like uh, competition. Are you, are you not a fan of competition or were you just like, I would I just want to do my own thing so that people are talking about me and I'm doing something different. Ali, I'm kind of in the camp of doing my own thing. I'm not afraid of competition. I welcome it. Um, I I have seen, uh, you know, I was a newcomer to this marketplace in 2007. And uh, like you just said, uh, standalone, really paid my own business, paid my own business, contrary to my own brand. Uh, So many brands, so many brands have come out since then. And and similar stories, similar bartender, mixologist, Bloody Mary aficionado, Bloody Mary lover. I see them all because I belong to all you know, the Facebook groups and the social media. So I do see what's going on out there. Um, But, but uh, at trade shows, uh, uh, do I come across competitors and is it friendly? Yeah. But I'm, 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 uh, I wake up every morning and think about Murph's, uh, you know? Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, And, 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 you know, we didn't get into this. And I, I, I talk very little about this. Murph's won national awards, lots of them. And these are, you know, real serious awards, real judges, real blind taste test. Mm-hmm. You know, I win, I'm winning platinums. I'm winning golds. I'm winning them, you know, against 50, 60 other brands. And I, I hate to say this, guys. I hope I don't come across the wrong way. But I, A, I expect to win because, because of the, 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 the quality of Murphs and the time I take and, and, and what I do invest in in my own brand. And, and I'm, not, I'm not that guy who used to work for Ali. I, 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 yeah, it would be, it would be naive of me and ignorant of me to not pay attention, but that's 5% of my time. Mm-hmm. The other 95 is Murph's. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got people in the exact same situation as you, but they're on shaky ground every day. <laughs> they're on shaky ground as they know oh, people are coming for me. They're going to take me out. And you know, there are people <laughs> who know that they don't have that, a real leg to stand on when they look themselves in the mirror and think about their product. So it's really, I don't know. That's amazing. That's exciting to know that yeah. you got yeah. something that, 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 that that's worth its, uh, worth its weight in gold. You know? And I find if I, if I could just slip this in, I find any time I've ever dipped my toe, into that world, I immediately find drama. <laughs> oh, sure. I immediately find come across drama. What's he doing? What's they doing? What they doing? I, 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 that's, I don't want to live in that world. I just don't want to live in that world. <laughs> Listen, you know, when you live in that world, you're not concentrating on your brand and what you make. And mm-hmm. It's not just, just not going to help you. Let me ask you this. What's the most surprising thing that has come up for you on this Bloody Mary journey you've gone? I would say the most surprising thing is the doors, including this door today, is the doors that it's open for me to get in certain situation, guys, around certain people that people have just appreciated the brand, appreciated what I've done. And I'm very modest about it. Um, but it's opened tremendous amount of doors for me to kind of express myself 
who I am, what I'm about, um, and put me around people that I would never be around if it wasn't for Murphs. I never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. Um, I didn't expect to be on the Today Show. I didn't expect to be on Fox and Friends. Mm. And that's uh, and that's all because of Murphs. I mean, and it's not about me. It's about the brand, as you know. But those are cool things to do. I mean, um, you know, just to play devil's advocate, I think that's because a lot of those morning show hosts like to drink booze first thing in the morning. So maybe more about Is that how it goes on those shows? Does everybody drink it together? Well, it, on the Kathy Lee and Hoda show, yes, they were they were actually drinking it, That's and I was cl- I was clever enough to say Murph to the rescue. <laughs> now, <laughs> yes, it's funny. That's funny. Now, might you add a bit of clam juice to one of these products and come a little bit north of the border and make us all sort of like uh, you know we're on board one hundred percent. Yeah, guys, I'm always open, always open to that possibility. It's been, it's been, and I'm not just saying this for your benefit. It, uh, it's been talked about in Murphs, um, you know, amongst Murph circles, meaning my team. Right. And uh, one of the challenging things, and and um, if you guys can give me insight because you have more traveled, you both of you guys are more traveled than I am. The what I struggle with is the the um, interstate. Uh, isn't there some sort of um, – I, 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 I'm just going on memory. I'd have to change the label uh, into French or Canadian or there, – there was some sort of two or three steps I'd need to take to get this brand into Canada. Am I correct on that or do well, you know yeah, anything about Yeah, for sure. We're not going to make it easy for you, Murph. Come on. What do you, think? <laughs> hey, you can't just walk in here like you own the place, brother. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that is definitely – there would be some packaging um, changes that you would have to make for sure. Now, and actually a lot of people don't go into Quebec, which is a French province – for that very reason, because it's sometimes, you know, just too cost prohibitive, at least out of the gate to do a complete, you know, change and have, you know, French on one side and English on the other. Um, But the rest of Canada, you know, not to leave my poor Quebecers behind, but the rest of Canada, I think, would be open to something like this. All right, Stephen, I got to I got to propose something to you. And here's something that's always boggled my mind, especially because you're from Long Island. So, you know, that here in Canada, we love Clamato's juice, tomato with clam juice. Everybody thinks it's insane. Fair enough. <laughs> Anytime I talk to my American friends, they're like, what is it you're drinking? But I mean, Long Island has the best oysters and clams in the world, one could argue, right? Correct. Why aren't you guys drinking it at your beach club like it's going out of style? It should be water for you guys. Like, Stephen, you should have clams in your hand and your big meaty paws should be squeezing the juice out of them directly into a beverage <laughs> that you should then ship to us, I think is what Marco's saying. <laughs> um, that, that has been thrown around the, the R&D room. Okay. And, or kidding aside, I think where you're going with that, Marco, is, is would Murphs be a consideration for Canada in, in the form of a bloody Caesar? Yeah. And that is something that has been talked about. Uh, it's not been executed. I know that there are some packaging challenges. Sure. Uh, along with that, that we are addressing. Uh, for the time being, I would encourage your, your listener base, if they're curious, yeah. to, to, to you know, go through Amazon and order Murphs to see um, if they like it just as is. But yes, uh, to answer your question and inquiry, we there is a interest on Murphs behalf yeah. to create a Murph's Bloody Caesar and sell it and offer it in uh, to your Canadian audience. 
But what about your people? Like, I, I would think it would oh. be like you got to change their minds. Stephen, I'm, I'm sending you with a task. Like, this is God's mission. You got to, you got to get your, your compatriots to understand the beauty of a bloody work season. over there for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny, Marco. Um, I, to answer that, it, it's uh, that, and I hate, I hate to throw away a challenge, but that is an uphill battle. Okay. To tell Americans they're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Listen, I know your market. To that. You know your market. Oh, man. <laughs> particularly, New, particularly New Yorkers. Are you, are you, um, you're telling me I'm doing it wrong? I'm doing it wrong? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking my bloody nose wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can picture that conversation going nowhere quick. <laughs> I got to um, pick my battles, guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think it was good for Marco to plant that. Know that we would uh, we would love to hear about it. If you need Canadians to try the product one day down the road, we're here for you to give you our honest assessment of what your you know your your foray into the Caesar world looks like. Right now, Murphs, uh, we're very happy for you and what your product is doing. We're very happy anytime we see somebody whose passion has become such a big part of their life and it's something they can look at and be very proud of. For those of you who don't like Bloody Marys, any of our Canadian listeners who's like, I've never been a fan, give this a try. Deliver to Canada. And not not only that, but uh, you go to the recipe page and you can see the... um, the, the the flexibility and, and and the variety of things, the diversity of this product and what you can do with it, from chicken wings to meatloaf um, to mussels, which I I, I definitely want to try. And uh, and Stephen, you've said you know numerous times in this chat, you are open, you are open to new things. So if people have ideas for what can be done with um, with Murphs with a Bloody Mary mix. Uh, you can pass those along to uh, to Stephen Murphy uh, via the website murphsfamous.com. This has been uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on here, man. Really, uh, uh, really inspirational story. Great stuff, man. Cool, Ali. I really, uh, Marco, Ali. I really appreciate the platform and the opportunity. I truly do. Um, not to uh, not to at the risk of sounding salesy. If 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 someone is at least in, intrigued. They just can just go to my website and click buy Murphs. That mm-hmm. sends them into an Amazon page, or they could just go on Amazon and click in Murphs Famous Bloody Mary. will come right up uh, for people who want to try it. Uh, it. That's the easiest way to get it. We'll also have all that information on our show notes. So the product is the Murphs Famous Bloody Mary Mix. It comes in hot and spicy for people like me. It comes in regular for people like Ali who can't handle Stop spice, it. who can't Stop handle a little bit of heat. Uh, no, no. It, like, there's varieties for you. Listen, I implore you, try this product. It doesn't taste tinny. It's in a glass bottle, so you're not going to get any plastic plastic residue tastes to it. Um, it mixes well. Like When you mix it, when you shake the bottle, it's incorporated. You don't have a bunch of sediment on the bottom and water on the top, which drives me crazy. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there, Stephen. Um, Absolutely but, uh, do. Yep. It, it's made. You can tell the product's made with love. You can tell that this guy, Stephen Murphy, you know, he's not, he, he has a love for this product and he wants to share this with the world. I got to be honest with you. That I, I made a couple of, you made a couple of believers out of us. Man. Well, you know, it's so funny. I don't know if you guys know this, but my true, I have two trademarked um, taglines that go look at Murph. One is, one is one sip, one believer. 
And the other is party with the Murph. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, one day, hopefully, we get to party with the Murph. But so far, one sip, one believer has worked. And I will be in touch as soon as I can um, uh, think of a, a creative uh, outlet, the, a personalized creative outlet for Murphs in, in, in some food item. I, I will be in touch with you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ali. I feel I've achieved two new, two new Canadian brotherhoods and friends. And, yeah, and who knows who knows where this can take us when when the world gets back to being semi normal again? Who knows if you guys are in New York or I'm in Canada? Who knows if we can ever meet in purpose? Uh, excuse me, person. That would be really great. I certainly hope so, man. From your, from your lips to God's ears is what I'll say to that. Yep. You guys All have right, been Stephen great. Thank, Thank you. you so much, brother. I am Ali Hassan. I am Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.